Three, two, one, go. Yes! <laughs> yes! Do you ever lose getting that one? No! Again. And Benjamin Halden. From an ice bath. <laughs> this Did week your... we were in the back of our garden in the ice bath. We thought we'd do a little episode on ice baths. And for that reason, be in the ice bath. Do you know what? I can't lie to the audience. We've not done it in a while because it's been so hot. But today's actually ice. cold. We've got, I can't even put my shoulders in. Get it down. Actually feels... Get down. Cal's ice bath is so much bigger. This actually yeah, so also, this, this is... Um, <laughs> Just, 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 just to put it out there as well, Lucy got the bigger ice bath and the cleaner ice bath. I got the tiny one since I'm bigger as well. And the one which has been in water for eight days, so it's basically fungi that I'm sitting in at the moment. Today, in today's episode anyway, Lucy can't speak, we're going to be speaking about the benefits of ice baths, how you should be doing them, when you should be doing them, the volume in which you should be doing them, how consistently you should be doing them, and the benefits that come in both a physical and mental capacity. <laughs> You want to speak or? Mine is so cold. I think I think as well what we do need to talk about is how to actually get in it because I think the hardest part is getting in because it feels warmer now. Well, we are going to speak about that. <laughs> <It's so cold. laughs> and also alternatives to if you don't have an ice bath and everyone doesn't have a plunge bowl sitting in the back garden, we're going to be speaking about some alternatives that you may use and also where you can shop for ice baths. This episode is not sponsored, so we're not going to be plugging anywhere which we bought ice baths from. We're going to be finding some cheap and value alternatives. I think my hands are going blue. They're not even in the water. I know, Cal, I can't You haven't in. even been in for three minutes yet. <laughs> when did you guys start doing ice baths? To be fair, we started, I say it must be like nine months Well, now. I... <laughs> Is it not? No, you didn't start nine Feels. months ago. I started it in I, February. I, I started, I started. I started. No, you didn't. I started, I started when I had my surgery and January. I needed something. It was at the end of January, so I started in February. Thank you. I started ice baths after the surgery because I couldn't do anything else. So I think if you're someone also who has injuries and you're looking for something both physical and mental to stimulate yourself, an ice bath is a good way to do it. We also, we also did the ice bath because it was one of the times it was snowing and it was literally one degrees, wasn't it? This and is what we're going to speak so about it as well. Cold. How many minutes should you be doing per degrees the ice bath is? So this here is a little thermometer, which is currently set at 15, which is about the sort of maximum temperature you want to have in terms of heat. You want it anything at 15 and below. But This isn't this this feels like 10. We've done like two though, haven't we? What do you mean we've done two? We've done it when it was snowing. I did one degrees, yeah. Yeah. Don't oh, How that's dangerous. For this? That was you had to get out. I lasted like 45 seconds. Yeah, so it becomes dangerous. And also, though, this, this is what we're going to speak about in terms of everyone's tolerance to start ice baths is different. So you should start at different temperatures. <laughs> dunk it, dunk it, dunk it. Not with the mic on. Not with the mic on. <laughs> How will I dunk it? But we're going to get a nice warm coffee, throw a robe on, and then we'll... Uh... Shall I put my head in? You have to do it as well. No, because we've got mics on our yeah, heads. Yeah, but I'd just go to here. All right, that's it. Hey there, let me film this. Come on then. Lucy is 
as I'm commentating this because I, I realise a lot of people won't be watching this. If you're not watching and want to see the intro to this podcast, <laughs> make sure that you go to Spotify video or go to the YouTube channel and watch us suffer for five minutes and Lucy get dunked. Three, two, one. You actually time that quite well. Can you see you then? No, mine's not going in. I've got a beard. I'm out now. I'm okay. Where we go? Feels good. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There we go. It's like back to the future. Boom. We are out of the ice bath. In a, is it called a DeLorean? The DeLorean? It is called the DeLorean. What's yeah. a DeLorean? You don't tell me this is another film that you have not seen. Oh, probably. Back to the Future. You, we said this in Disney. I've not seen it. Wow. Carl. Great film. It's the one where the car doors open up, like, instead of out to the side, they open up vertically. They're very cool. Like all the posh cars Time machine, nowadays. basically. Yeah, yeah, but from the 70s. Yeah. Well, they've got the really cool car at Universal. And we got a picture with it and you sent to your dad and I said, I've never seen this film and you had the exact same reaction. So maybe we add that to the list. It's on a theatre as well in London. Soon. I think it's on the, on the move. Another one we, we had you watching the other day. We, we watched all three of the Godfathers. <laughs> and still on the third. On our honeymoon, we, honeymoon, we watched Scarface. <laughs> our mini moon. Yeah. On our mini moon, yeah. Honestly, I, I really enjoy a gangster film. Yeah. But I also like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. I love the whole gang. I think they're all fucking great. And that's why I enjoy watching them. The actual, like, sometimes the killings and stuff are not not okay. But yeah, Scarface and Godfather. What do you mean? It's not it's part of the film? No, I know, but it's always... Gangster films are quite gruesome, aren't they? But anyway, out the ice bath, still a little bit cold. I definitely take longer than Ben does to heat up again. I get considerably cold, but I think because it wasn't as cold today, my hands have actually heated up a little bit more. But usually... When it's like, say, like five to seven degrees, I have to get a hot shower. And that's actually not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to just stand there and warm up naturally. And I'm thinking, well, you're never gonna you're never gonna warm up. You're never gonna get back to your warm self. So I had to get a towel on and get in a bath. I always just think, how can you have the best start to your day? Mm. And I put a tweet up about this the other day. About how you sharpen your pencil will dictate how you sketch out your day. I think the, the ice bath is just a really easy way to do that. I, I also fast in the morning because I find that's a really easy way to start the day. And I think the other thing that people often ask and relate to ice baths is the, the chirotherapy. Have you ever tried one of those? 
Oh, cryotherapy. In Sorry, cryotherapy. Cryotherapy, yeah. yeah. In those chambers. I've never actually tried one. Someone actually asked if I wanted to do one, but it was absolutely miles away. And I, I, they're, I never said yeah. They're between minus 100 and minus 200. But, so when you're actually in it, because that's obviously, if you actually, you would die. If you're out in the wilderness and it was like minus 100, you would die from frostbite and everything. So how are you, don't how know. are you living? <laughs> how are you surviving in that chamber? I actually don't understand the mechanism. I don't know. I mean, the 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 actual research and the, the physical research on cryotherapy uh, and cryo chambers and ice baths isn't huge in terms of the. It's not it's not significant, which is what people are generally looking for when they do research and data. You can you can get the same effect from a, a cryotherapy that you would get from jumping in the sea, mm. which is I think just the cheaper alternative, just probably less efficient. What's the other thing that we've used? Deprivation tanks. Did you not enjoy that, did you? What's that? Did you do that? The deprivation I didn't tank? do it, the floating pod. Yeah, me and Carl did it. Yeah. Yeah. I did it once with Darren, I did it once with Carl. Yeah, I think... I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Carl was, looked like he was stoned after he finished. <laughs> I felt completely out of it. It was very strange, to be honest. Because It's because you're just weightless and limitless, and there's there's no... You can't hear anything, you can't see anything, you can't smell anything, you can't taste anything. You have no touch because you're floating it just feels like you're at sea but are you naked you can wear your boxes if you want but you're pretty you're you're just like free you, you want you want to be naked because it's the closest thing you'll probably feel to being back in the womb i did find though that the salts that they had in the bath yeah got everywhere yeah if you got cuts very, and stuff yeah it stung like crazy yeah a lot of salts because that's what helps you essentially float there's, that is there's why thousands float. of tons of salt in there yeah. that's why you float in the sea you just lie there and put your head back and you'll just float. But I think the reason I didn't do that is at the time, I really, really struggled with anxiety. And I thought I cannot sit in a tub for an hour with my own thoughts. That I'd probably do it now if if we would go and do it. I'd I think, probably I think it's a good thing to do. Now. I think having times where you can just be present and your thought process super focused in and dialed in, you, you get mini stints that doing it in the ice bath. And that's why some people will... Mm think about things or tasks in life because your focus is 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 super in tune with what you're doing because the elements of the environment are so extreme you have to be present and also you can't get out like sometimes when I'm having a hot bath I just I'm not relaxed I'm thinking I'm too hot oh now I'm sweating what time is it? When do I get out? Oh, remembered something. Lean over, type in. I am such a distracted person. I think if I was in a tub <laughs> with no way of escaping, <laughs> how do you get out? Do you press a button? Of what? The floating tubs. Have you gone back to this now, have you? Yeah. How do you get out of you it? You just push the thing open. Okay. That would scare me. It's not a fucking coffin. It's a final destination, isn't it? Oh. No, it's not. You get stuck in the sim bed. The, I think the popularity of ice baths, was massively boosted by athletes doing them. Paula Radcliffe was doing them at one point. I think there's a lot of athletes post events and post track and post running and post games jumping in ice baths, which raised the popularity of them. My only issue with this is what we tend to find is that we attribute a person or a athlete's success to those really small one percentile pieces of the entire picture. And people go, do you know what? He or she is success successful because she gets an ice bath after training, mm. ignoring all the other things, all the foundation, all the fundamentals, nutrition, training, schedule, regime, program, that comes along with it. And they just go, that is the reason why, because these are things to do. 
I think as well, yeah, they were just kind of given to loads of people. I mean, we used to do ice baths after we raced and they never mentioned like mental benefits or because I don't feel like I get physical benefits, which we'll go into. I get really just like mindset, mood boosting, all those sort of benefits. When we swam, they're like, this is going to make you feel amazing. I don't really think they knew I think because what, why we were doing it. There was some early research that came out and there was even some researchers earlier 2011, which was proposing benefits of ice baths. But then they've done research post that. I think there was another thing that came out in 2017 with cyclists. The I think that I think that was the one that looked at the proposed benefits of ice baths versus just doing a ten minute cool down on a bike, and they found there was no difference. So doing a ten minute cool down on a bike after a training session mm. was just as beneficial to uh, post exercise recovery as as jumping an ice bath. I think that dispels a lot of the data that came before that. There was another research paper done on football players somewhere soccer well soccer players. So it would have been somewhere foreign. There's no again significant difference to significant difference to post-recovery skill level uh, and actual game time of playing and how they performed yeah so like the actual physical benefits yeah i remember we did when we had an exam paper one of the questions was about ice baths and you had to write all the benefits but all the benefits were physical like something like vasodilation vasoconstriction the blood vessels and i knew and i know there are studies that are for that but there's not that many studies that actually go into the physical benefits i think it's more so the mental benefits that have always been forgotten but i think that's anyway definitely for me is why we do it so much there, there is physical benefits that we'll go into they're just not vast they're just mm. not hugely significant but I'll, I'll talk about it in the conclusion as well so i've noted down a couple of physical benefits and obviously we've been doing it for the past five or six months so we will have felt and seen some of them maybe just not as obvious as what we would think unless that we were in a controlled study where we could see the data and we could see and we could measure and we could report one of the big ones is reducing inflammation mm-hmm. um the other one that we spoke about before, before it's thought that people will as a byproduct be less susceptible to being sick and ill and also have better resilience to cold and other elements. Again, these are hot, these are difficult things to really report on because they're going to require longitudinal studies to really dive into these claims or these theories. But I mean, it, it makes sense on paper that if you expose yourself to more and more cold, you will become more accustomed and resilient to it. So that therefore one of the big things of why people get colds, flu, illness, is due to being exposed to cold weather, wet weather, and lowering your immune system, central nervous system to picking up illnesses and viruses and colds. Yeah, I noted that down and it does say, and there are multiple studies on this one, which is what you've just said, is cold water has been known to increase your white blood cell and platelet count. Mm-hmm. So the higher you count, the better your body is at being able to fight infection. And obviously the cold water can fight inflammation. But then also... If you are actually unwell and got a cold and have a flu, the last thing you're going to do is get in an ice bath. <laughs> so I think you obviously actually wait until you're recovered. It's just more so it'll help your immune system in general to maybe when you get ill, you can recover faster and you can recover better. But it, it's hard. Like we're all saying this, by the way, guys, like if you are listening, we're not we're not experts. These are just things that we've read up on, studies we've seen, and also our personal benefits as well. The other thing with this is when it's looking at illness and sickness rates of people and how they recover from those is you're going to have something called healthy bias factor 
which is basically means the studies that will have been done on these people are people who are getting ice baths regularly for one. But those people who are generally getting ice baths or the people who are keeping fit, healthy and put themselves through exercise each week. So those people are naturally going to be fitter, healthier, have a higher or better immune system due to exercising as opposed to someone who isn't looking after themselves, doesn't really account for nutrition, doesn't exercise regularly. So one of the things that is a big factor within those studies that's looking at sickness and resilience to cold is going to be the healthy bias factor as well, which if you take a study group of people who are obese versus people who are training five, six times a week, there's going to be factors that play into the conclusion that isn't just based on uh, cold therapy. Yeah, because when we spoke to, we had an expert in immunology on the podcast not long ago and we spoke about ice baths and the benefits and we we significantly went more so into the mental benefits and like the boosting your mood over the actual actual physical benefits so that podcast was actually so interesting if you've not gone back and listened to it make sure you listen to it how can we link it in the description yes, it's thing? the dr jenny macchiochi that's podcast it. and that's linked in the bio now yes absolutely and it is really interesting because this whole thing behind immune boosting doesn't actually exist there's, there's just different ways that you can help aid your immune system like you can help aid your physical health your mental health and everything like that but speaking of the mental health oh whoa, whoa, whoa. you're jumping we, well ahead are me. we the other thing I was, going to, I was just going to mention as well because it's usually relevant to guys is a lot of people sometimes speak about testosterone levels as well of mm. and how they're impacted by cold therapy because testosterone levels do increase but it's only usually over the initial 10 days what do you mean sorry so testosterone levels do increase through cold therapy straight away yeah immediately when you get in the ice bath and they usually go up over a 10 day period but then just sort of um what's the word i'm looking for plateau plateau that's a lovely word to use um <laughs> so, back. so it isn't massive benefits to it but even honestly laughing then hurts my one, back. one of the things that you can get where is it i was looking at this before wow it is oh here we go you can get underwear cold i think it's called oh. cold underwear i had it up on a tab before from amazon people just here we create go. some you, <laughs> but there's, there's they're called it's called ice underwear sorry to shrivel your balls well there's different parts of the body that you want to expose to coldness it's usually uh, between the groin and between the armpits because they're the points in which lymph nodes the cold therapy really works and impacts the body temperature so for guys there's a pair of boxes called boxes <laughs> snowballs <laughs> oh it hurts so they're called snowballs so snowballs <gasps> is a is a scientifically backed cooling underwear that can help aid natural fertility in men studies have shown that lowering scrotal temperature by even one degree celsius can increase sperm count and quality. Lucy. Scrotal. That's what it is. That's I've a, never heard. A... I know you have scrotum. It's called it scrotal. Yeah, but they're not like going to write. They're not going to write on Amazon. Oh yeah, help your dick and balls, are they? They're using no. the scientific terms. Yeah. Scrotal. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, that's a... That does it. Would you? Would you walk around there's, with there's, cold pants on, though? Yeah, you'd be fr- you'd, I'm sat here still a little bit cold, like I get shivers. If you were sat here in boxies that were... You, how you? How would you enjoy well, your day? Obviously, the reason why that makes me feel cold. the reason why the penis and the genitals hang away from the men's body is I think is it we might have to Google this. I'm sure it's so it is at a lower temperature because if it was inside the body or closer to the body, it'd be too warm. Where it needs to be a certain degrees for it to be remain fertile and for testosterone levels to be at a certain rate as well, which obviously the balls produce. Yeah, so the testicles are able to move up and down depending on. Um, exposed surface yeah. area uh, to allow faster dispersion of excess heat. Mm. Uh, so uh, even a couple of degrees increase in ball temperature can lead to a decrease in the amount of sperm that's produced. I've heard Hoobman talk about this, and this was one of the things he talked about in terms of the benefits of hot and cold therapy as well. Get your cold pants on, Ben. Increase, Why? just help your fertility. Help this is everything. one of those things, isn't it, again, that, do you know when pe- I've had this conversation, I've heard people speaking about it just when I've been earwigging in, do you know when people are trying for kids, mm. they try every fucking voodoo thing in the world, don't mm. they? This is yeah. one of those things, snowballs. Yeah. You guys watch if we can't get pregnant after a year. I'm like, Ben, put your fucking pants on. No chance. you cold, cold therapy pants. Do you know what? It's probably just not it, though. You'd be, it makes me feel so cold, the fact you'd be sitting in. Also, you kind of feel like you've wet yourself. They must have some pads in there that stops that, though, mustn't they? Yeah, we'll, we'll order some guys just so we can see what they look like. Um, I, I'd need extra, extra large ones. Like, <laughs> hey, quickly, awesome. did you guys see, I think we might have spoken about it before, the contraception for men that was announced, which was essentially a water bath that the man places his testicles into. Uh, and then there was like an ultrasonic buzzing for like 45 to a minute, 45 seconds to a minute. And it's a ultrasound-based reversible hormone-free male contraceptive device for home use. Uh, they call it the baby blocker B day. Baby yeah, blocker B day, which apparently just reduces the amount of sperm to like a, basically that you don't have any. Um, and the, the, the tagline for it is "Teabag your way to temporary <laughs> infertility." <laughs> who, who the fuck is buying that? It's basically so. It's basically a mini ice bath for your balls. Yeah, pretty much. Looks like a phone charge, doesn't it? I don't know if I trust that. No. Temporary you know, freezes. Do you know these kind pauses. of things as well? These, they just weren't made for the human body, were they? There's certain things. We, we were born in caves with no clothes on, and now we're making ball zappers to, to, to zap your spunk. But imagine... But part, part of the biggest mission or... The biggest mission of human beings and what we were designed for was to reproduce our genes. Mm. That is doing the exact the exact opposite. Oh, no, but it's just a different... But, yeah, but I was on contraception for ages because we weren't trying for a baby. And I, that was I, the stuff. I still don't. I still don't know how, and I I don't know enough about contraception, but I'm only reading. I'm only looking at it from a point of where I've been reading a lot about evolutionary psychology. I don't know how, and after I've been reading that, I don't know how much I agree with contraception. Yeah, I I just wish with, I was just, never really on just it. with what it does to the to a female body, what it does to your hormones, the things that do you know when you, I I think I've become more aware as I've got older of what I, we are putting in our bodies and what things are designed for. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like we, we've come from a, a space and a place where our bodies were designed to reproduce and we're stopping it from doing one of its fundamental 
Yeah, but you have to understand young women don't just want to suddenly randomly get pregnant as well, which is why a lot of people go on contraception because there's no male contraception. I understand because culture and society have changed and people sleep with a lot more mates now and people are fucking around having more sex and have more access to more human beings than we did previously. That potentially was was part of the reason why contraception was introduced as opposed to it was hundreds or thousands of years ago. But... I've just become more aware of like what is this actually doing to a woman's body? What is this doing to a woman's hormones? How healthy is it? What to do long term? Do we have enough data on that? I don't know. It's just something that I think since I've been reading that evolutionary psychology book, I've become more interested in and a bit skeptical of. Yeah, I wish the first thing that isn't pushed on 14, 13 year old girls when they get their pill from the doctor is, oh, take the pill. That is the first thing, just let me finish, that they are pushed to do is go on contraception um, or get pregnant. Do you know, that's literally, go on contraception and you don't want to get pregnant. That is what we're taught from a young age and that is the issue in society, that all women basically get put on contraception. I'm not on it anymore. And the reason is because we're going to be trying for a kid at some point. So you want to come off it, you want to get out of your system. You, That's just kind of one of the things that women are told. It's like, okay, go on, there's, no, there's no male contraception, well, there's condoms, but then it depends if you want to use condoms or what you want to do. I absolutely agree. I wish the first thing that isn't kind of told to young girls is to go on some sort of form of contraception because it it, it does make you feel a certain type of way. It affects women completely differently. Obviously, it's so individual and there's multiple different contraceptive ways. There's, you know, the pill, the injection, the coil. Something called Phenidom. Phenidom, yeah, which is basically like a female condom. Yeah. Which it's, like a te- it's like in. a tent in your vagina, isn't it? Basically, basically yeah. But I've never <laughs> they used look one. the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because they think doing porky sausage in that night. Luke, like, so are you just objecting to like girls being kind of forced onto hormonal contraception? Is yeah, that the, yeah. I totally because understand. I I just the... think it's it become so culturally normal. It just when That's what it is, when yeah. people go to the doctors or when, I mean I'm speaking as a guy, it seems this way. It's just That's oh, you your next step now should be to go on birth control yeah. because it helps regulate your period. period and stops you from having kids but wh- why why does this become so normal because i'm sh- i'm sure if you asked people 100 years ago it would have been and seemed oh a bit you would have been a bit more skeptic about it but the more that something happens the more that we do something the more it becomes normal and there's more of a, a social adherence to it as well yeah i was kind of pushed into going on contraception when i was 18 I've had breaks in between, so I've never done long stints, but it was actually from British women and they said you need to go on the coil because the pill has side effects of weight gain. And I was just so naive. I was like, yeah, fine. Had this hormonal coil fitted. I had it taken out six months later because it caused so many issues. But that is one of the things. So one of the non-hormonal forms of contraception is the, uh, the copper coil, which they don't really admit anymore. That's a bit of like an older form of contraception, but that doesn't have hormones in. I don't know of any other forms of contraception, like the pill, the inject. They all have hormones in, and they're the things that kind of like they mess up your cycle, they your mood swings and things like that. But people are also put on contraception if they have like hormonal acne. Yeah, it's all it's all a little bit strange. But I, honest to God, cannot wait to start having a regular cycle again. I feel like I've been missing it, or and you get to this stage as a woman where it's like, whoa, I just I really don't want anything to do with contraception. But it's also really hard because you might not be ready or you don't want to risk actually getting pregnant because you're not ready to have a kid. 
And then what happens if you do become pregnant? It's like, I I want, I, like, I need another two years. Like I'm, so it is really, I think it's really, really difficult for women. I know we get, we're getting off topic here. Yeah, let's go way how, back How much do you think that those things play into population collapse as well? I've no idea. I just don't know. Population collapse. Well, there's at the moment, I can't remember what the ratio is or the rate is of basically there's more people dying than there is birth. So birth rates have been reduced. There's higher mortality rates and there's other things that play into like emigration and stuff as well. I just wonder in terms of birth rates, how much the frequency of those types of contraception play into into that i just i have no idea i'm just no. throwing things out there what do you think carl uh, i would, would probably think that actually when you start taking birth control and then come off it a lot of people don't actually struggle to get pregnant so i think potentially it will decrease the amount of people who are like unwanted pregnancies which is a fantastic thing like people like women need to have control over when and where they get pregnant like it's fantastic that they can have you know, kind of sex in the same kind of way that men can, because mm -hmm. men can just kind of fuck away and not have any issues. Like men can sleep with 200 women, get 200 women pregnant and then skate off and go chill in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. Like they can relax. Whereas then you've got 200 women who are on their own raising a single child. Like that's not an acceptable way to run a society. But like if, if no one was on contraception, surely we'd have higher birth rates. Like the yeah, con and the we'd also have loads of miserable women. The contraception yeah. rate was, the contraception pill was only brought in the 1950s. So I just wonder like how much of a, an impact that's potentially had. I'm not saying it's the main reason, just no. wondering if it contributes to that at all. I think it's more societal stuff like the one child policy in China and then also like cost of living, people simply can't yeah, afford yeah. to have children. But if you look at Nigeria, they have three children per person. So they've got like the opposite of a population collapse. Um, what do you mean three, three children per adult? Yeah, so yeah. per adult, there are three children made born. So I think it's like six people per couple on oh, average wow. compared to Japan, which is like below the replacement rate. So for every one person, there's 0.6 children being born in japan which is why they're basically on the way to population collapse and i don't think it's because japan has access to fertility you know altering medication i think it's more societal pressures i'd be really interested to see so i've recently come off contraception because i never did big mine were always kind of broken up mm -hmm. and also i think it's really important to have like really good open communication with your partner about it um but I'd be really interested to see if like my mood changes or how I feel, you know, as it comes out your system, because it can take quite a long time. It can take months. You know, when it actually happens, it's like all out your system. Mm -hmm. So many women feel 10 times better. Like they don't feel as cloudy in the head. They don't really have like the drastic mood swings. And you get your period back. I can't fucking wait. I know that's a weird thing to say, but I think when you've had a really strange cycle for quite a while to actually have a solid like menstrual cycle is going to be a fucking mm -hmm. great time. But don't know how we got on this topic of conversation. Oh, the, the ball bath. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so sorry, back to the benefits of ice baths. Yeah, so the, the only other thing in terms of physical that I was looking at is looking around, I'm sure you may have seen it, around brown fats. Yeah, basically you shiver so much it burns fat. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's the exact... That's what it, that's theory, a, it, yeah, it has a slight change with your metabolic rate, and although it's not it's not huge, it does change the body through that, and um, to become more comfortable in the cold. But when we're looking at different types of fats, to keep it really simple, white fat is what people want less of generally, and people want to try and have more brown fat, so it pr promotes the production of brown fat because that 
also can help you stay leaner uh, because it has a, a more thermogenic effect, essentially. So that's, that's one of the small benefits. You like this constantly, like I was this morning. Mm -hmm. I do really shiver. My my teeth start to chatter. Whereas you actually don't shiver that much. You're quite good in the cold. Whereas I am not one for the cold. Neither Steph. Steph is not good in the cold. She goes out in like 10 layers to go for a run when it's slightly cold. But what do you and Steph both have in common, Liz? Very lean. Very low We're body very fat. very lean. Especially around the, the midsection. The, uh, section, yeah. call it visceral yeah. fat. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually very true. I do, I do get very cold, but I'm also very aware of it. But I mean, the ice bath, you're in there for two to three minutes. I also think as well, just to just to say, if you don't have an ice bath or don't want to get one or don't have access to one, you can also replicate this by having a cold shower. I was going to speak about this at the end as well, yeah. But I've tried cold showers and I think it's 10 at times where, I don't know what it is. There's, but not, you, there's no studies on so cold, cold showers. No, and I think what was one of the interesting things that it did say, I think this is in relation to ice baths and cold showers, to actually have the full benefits, you need to have your front and back submerged and your neck into the ice bath. And with a cold, with a cold shower, I honestly last about 10 seconds and I think this is, I, I can't, I hate it. Whereas the ice bath, I actually find a little bit better. It's too difficult to control as well, which is generally why there's no studies on it. You could just you can just you make can move around. <laughs> you can have different temperatures, different parts mm. of the body's getting blasted with it, and you also have a natural escape because you can just move. It's Whereas made. when you're submerged, you're just in the the bath. You have to physically jump out and get out when mm. you've already made the commitment to get in. The other thing as well as we just speak about is the ice baths, which have is it called a generator? Which yeah, plows the, the water around. Yeah. That makes it way Agitator. What's that? Agitator, I think it's called. The... Oh, an agitator. Yeah. But that's where it, where it moves the water around. It. Agitator. Yeah, yeah, agitator. Agitator. yeah. So that makes it ten times more difficult because it's blasting the internal organs with coal as well. Exactly the same with the shower, because the water's moving. Sometimes it can make it feel more difficult than it can be to just be submerged in a cold therapy plunge. Yeah, I think as well, because I, I, it took me a while to actually get my shoulders in to even start off with. Then it took me a little bit longer to submerge my neck. And I still kind of sit there with my hands out just because that, with my neck in, but that's just how I'm comfortable. And that's really important to remember is to kind of not look at people who are kind of sat in it for 10 minutes and they're fully submerged and it's full to the brim of ice. If you start with 10 seconds and you build up to 30 and build up to a minute and then two, that is absolutely fine. You don't need to go in for the first time and think, I need to submerge my whole face and do it for six minutes like Wim Hof. We're not all Wim Hof. We're not all there. You might not get there. So I think that's actually important because people always ask us, how do you actually do it? Like, how do you get in? No hesitation and then just go in. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to do it. No hesitation. Mental benefits. This is the, this is the biggest thing by far. And it's the biggest thing in terms of research and data it's the biggest thing that we've noticed in benefits from hot and cold hot not hot therapy cold mm -hmm. therapy but the big word here being deliberate deliberate cold therapy deliberate cold therapy is different from you being slaughtered in the piss and rain and being in cold or it be you being out in the cold it's it's completely different it needs to be deliberate rather than happening to you so i mean an another another example of this is I was on a three-hour walk with a hundred pounds. I was on a four-hour four, walk. Yeah. I was on a four-hour walk. <coughs> I did it off mic. 
I was on a four-hour walk with 100 pounds in the pissing rain. I was three hours in. I was freezing cold. My skin was peeling off my hands. And there was a couple of thoughts that were going through my head to keep me going. One of those was, I was imagining people who have to every single day go through that, whether that's in another country in the blistering heat or the blistering cold, who don't get the opportunity to go home and get a nice hot shower. They get piss poor conditions. One of the things I was thinking about was how if I give up, that becomes a habit because it's not okay to teach yourself that it's okay to give up because it's not. And then the last thing was that it was raining. That's a fact. It was hard and I hated it. Mm. And it was those exact moments. It was that exact moment where my expectations met reality because I expected it to be hard. And that was the first time it'd been really hard. And it's supposed to be hard. And I knew that for me, if I wanted to experience things that were exceptionally great, then I sure as hell needed to experience things that were exceptionally hard and exceptionally shit. You were grateful for my coat, <clears throat> for the coat that came whizzing down the road though, weren't you? I was. You, it honestly was freezing. It was, and when, when it wasn't rain, it was wet rain. Torrential rain, Like yeah. torrential rain. I opened the garage and thought, oh my God, he's not home. Whizzed out, gave you a coat and you still did the last. Cause I was thinking you're gonna, you're gonna get hypothermia. You were in like a tiny little t-shirt. You set off in the sun, then it's like a rain. I, I could have called at any moment and I thought in the last hour about mm. ringing you to pick me up. It was pissing down. I couldn't even hold the handles properly because they were wet. So imagine doing a farmer's carry with a hundred pounds mm. with your hands being soaking wet and no grip. But I thought, no, I need I need to experience this hardship because it will make me a better person when it comes to doing the challenge. And I was expo ex exposing myself to deliberate cold and wet by not giving up. Yeah, which is obviously what, you do do in the ice bath as well. And I think one of the things that I noticed straight away, definitely the first time I got in it, when you get out, your mood is boosted. I, I don't think I've I've ever got out and I thought, oh, I'm so glad I didn't, I, I wish I hadn't done that. And it was horrible, I hated it. You always get out and it's because your actual endorphins do increase and it's essentially your happy hormone mm -hmm. and how you feel. So you get out and if you felt a little bit sluggish or a little bit rugged before, you just feel a little bit better. Even if that might only last for a couple of hours, you felt better than you did. And that I would say, honestly, there probably is science to it. That I've not even looked at. I say that's a bang on fact that when you get out of that ice bath, your mood has been boosted. Every time I get out, I have an infectious smile on my face. I'm happy and I'm jumping around, pissing around, shadow boxing. Shadow boxing. <laughs> I'm, I never get out and think I feel miserable. Part of the reason for that is obviously the dopamine increase. But, Along with that, we get adrenaline spikes in the brain, mm -hmm. which is what raises agitation. Uh, and also we get a dopamine hit, which is there to motivate us. So cold exposure can help to increase the levels, improve mood and attention due to those two chemicals in the brain, which is what you get once you get in and they get, then get out. Some people even experience this just before they get in though, because they know they're about to go through something hard. You know that moment you before you get a nice bath and you're like, shit, I've actually got to do this. Mm. I, don't, I really don't want to get in that cold bath. Yeah, that was me there's, before. There's nothing more that I would rather do now than not jump in that cold, cold plunge pool. So that's what sometimes kicks it off for people before they've even gotten in. One of the things that I wanted to mention, and we have touched on this before, is how it actually does help stress and anxiety. Because 
regularly exposing yourself to cold water, it does impose a small amount of stress on your body, which over time can help you become more resilient to it. And the theory is that your nervous system gets used to handling moderate levels of stress, which in the long term can be really beneficial. Now, when I first started doing it, like I said before, I didn't put my neck in and I really, really struggled just because of how cold it, and this, when we started, when it was like February, it was cold. We had a cold February. It was like two, three, four, five degrees. And you have something called the vagus nerve. And Ben kept hanging on about this vagus nerve. He was like, put your neck in. I was like, I really, really can't. There's a video of me just going, put your, your shoulders in. in. Put your shoulders in, put your neck in. And I honestly, so it's like the back of your neck and I couldn't put it in. And then I finally got used to it. And it's basically to do with your nervous system and deep breathing triggers the vagus nerve. And this has a correlation to helping anxiety and making you feel calm. And honestly, it actually does feel better. So I go up to like here now, just like above like the top of my neck and it triggers your vagus nerve. Do you know what also triggers your vagus nerve? This makes me laugh because I feel like I might start doing it. <laughs> singing. So if I was in yeah. the ice bath You're not singing. Starting singing. What do you mean you're starting singing? No, in the ice bath. Please Singing don't. triggers the vagus nerve, Please which don't. is another good reason to put a good song on when you jump in the ice bath. I can just sing in the ice bath to trigger the vagus nerve even more. You, you speak about the first times you get getting in there and struggling to Ooh, yeah, properly do it. Well, the first time you went to the gym, how many push-ups could you do? Not. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I don't know. Not many. M- roughly. Like 10. And how many could you do today? 55 exactly so when you first start doing anything you're you're not going to be great at doing it and the response to that stimulus is going to be large and you're going to get better quickly mm. exact same with the ice bath you can't expect to get in at minus five de- uh, sorry at five degrees and do three to four minutes it's just the body's not used to doing it you have to build up your tolerance based on what your tolerance already is at that point and, I, I, and one of those things you're talking about with stress and, and building resilience is this is what we have to do every day. You literally are building and putting yourself through stressful situations in work, in the gym, whatever it is, to get to a better destination, to get to a place of happiness or to get to a place of achievement, whatever that is. Indiana Jones, real simple example. He goes to get that little gold thing off the side. But to do that, he's got to jump through spikes. He's got to get through fires. He's got to get through arrows firing at him, and then he's got to get past that big bowling ball when whenever we want to get anything in life it's always wrapped in a little layer of shit and this is what i was speaking about before in terms of to you in the car positive and negative experiences 
you have to have negative thoughts. You have to have negative experiences in life because that's what produces the positive ones and makes them feel whole as well. You are, there has to be an exceptional low to have an ex exceptional high. It's, it's a counterbalance of life. Yeah, I think as well, um, just what you said before where I, where I nearly butted in, You, if, if you did start on, well, you can't do minus because that would be ice. But if you started on like one degrees for three minutes, you'd probably make yourself ill. Like, I don't know, you don't feel the need to jump in at the deep end and you see loads of people doing it. I mean, you can't, it's, it's quite, do you know what? It's nice to post on social media. It's a bit of a fun time. Mm -hmm. if, if you didn't do it, it's like Strava. <laughs> Unless your run's been poked, you didn't do it. And it's just, it's not, it's not like a dick swing competition. I think it's just like, if people want to share it, they want to share it. Well, if, but don't compare mm -hmm. to the pe those people. We're talking about hard and putting yourself through hard stuff and resilience. Doing, I always believe doing hard things makes hard people. And if you were to make an ideal human being, it'd be someone who'd been through hard shit, had war wounds, felt pain, had to be resilient because they're the, the qualities that help build the experiences, failures to learn, develop and be better at the end of it. Mm. There's, there's actual, this is where ice baths are interesting because like anything else, I think there's a, there's a, there's a bit of research and data to do with putting yourself through pain and deliberate pain and coming out the other side of it because it, it can help to rewire your brain for you to put yourself through hardship and pain realize that there's uh, an achievement or an, a dopamine or adrenaline hit at the end of it which then rewires the brain to make you less susceptible to pain because you've already put yourself through them so it actually makes doing hard things easier yeah that makes a lot of sense because it's it's definitely hard. It's definitely hard to put yourself in that position where you know you are going to do something very painful, whether you're training for something or it's a race or a competition. Like you at the moment with your things, it's not that comfortable to do. You already know doing it for 24 hours will be fucking so hard. Like I did with my run, I was like, that's not going to finish that. That's going to be really hard. But then once you finish it, you kind of get this thing thinking, oh, okay, that was, I felt this type of way. Like what? Who? Um, Courtney Dollwater speaks about it quite a lot, where she calls it the pain cave. Mm -hmm. I mean, she has done some crazy, crazy runs. She's ran for twenty four hours, done over two hundred fifty miles, and she talks about going to this pain cave and then visiting it and digging deeper and deeper and seeing how you feel. And I think not comparing a two hundred fifty mile race to jumping in an ice bath, but as Ben said, doing something hard and finding those different levels of pain as human beings, because I think we are definitely more capable than people think. I would never just want to kind of sit and float through. I'd always want to push myself and see how hard I could do something or how hard I could, what level I could get to. I sometimes think as well, you know, when you're a kid and you get told, no, you can't do that. And you have, or you say, or your mum and dad will say to you, no, you have to do that. You don't have a choice. I think as we become adults, you have so much choice. There's no real mm. governance or guidance anymore to what you have to do. You can choose the easy path all the time to do something that you don't want to do. You, you, nobody's going, oh, I can't wait to jump in this ice bath. Like it's, you're basically teaching yourself to do things you don't want to do for the greater good. Mm. So I think having that in your life sometimes and doing that is massively beneficial to not always get in your own way. But you have to make that choice. It can't be some, well, obviously I kind of pushed you into doing the first couple, but then mm. you just, you love doing it as well. On that, should we wrap up with some of uh, the things that we've learned and some do's and don'ts? Yeah, I just had one final yeah. benefit. And it's just in general that an ice bath or if you were having a cold shower, 
Like literally, it is a wake up call and it helps your concentration because the actual cold water induces a high state of alertness, more endorphins. And there is some research into improved mitochondria function, which is the energy ATP and all that. And when you actually are sat in the ice bath and you focus on different breathing techniques, so whether you do like Wim Hof or you just find a breath coach and you do different things. Uh, I don't want to get this wrong. It is a Wim Hof method, but basically there's loads of different breathing techniques that you can do. So you can, you've done a few of them, haven't you? Where it's like breathing around the square or holding your breath for a certain amount of time, breathing out, helps the flow of oxygen and your actual mental alertness and concentration throughout the day is supposed to be so much higher if you do it in the morning. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can do it in the evening if you want, but if you do it in the morning, you're going to be more concentrated and more focused throughout the day, especially if you do breathing techniques. What, the ice bath? Yeah, I mean... If you sit in the ice bath and actually focus on breath... Temperature also helps regulate the circadian rhythm as mm -hmm. well, so that's why sometimes it's better to do the cold in the morning, especially even before you train, if you're really focused on hypertrophy of training, uh, because it'll help wake you up a little bit more. You realistically want to do hot therapy if you're going to do hot therapy close to sleep time, bedtime, because you want to naturally drift off into a sleep. So doing mm. cold right before you go to bed sometimes. I'd be shivering. Isn't the most ideal. On a hot bath. Cool. So how much should you do per week? The ideal time has been estimated at about 11 minutes per total per week. So it isn't 10, 11 minutes per day. It's actually quite small amounts of time. Mm. So you can split that up as much as you want. You could do that in two 5.5 minute servings, or you can do two minutes per day or whatever it equals out at. How cold? You want to try and do it somewhere between sort of five to 10 degrees, but anything 15 degrees below is ideal. I know that can sometimes be difficult when it's in the summer months. So what me and Lucy sometimes do is well, what we try and do is get up as early as possible because that's going to be the coldest point. And we also tend to freeze um, Tupperware. So get some Tupperware, put a load of water in it, bang it in the freezer, 10, 15 minutes before you get a nice bath, lob it in, that'll help keep it cold. That does work quite well because the Tupperware boxes are quite big. So you buy a whole bag of ice and also you just fill up Tupperware put it in the freezer, it's free. So it's easy. All the time, um, minutes per degrees. So if it's super, super cold, usually below five degrees, you want to do it minutes per degrees. So if it's two degrees, you'd only stay, be staying in for two minutes realistically. Me and Lucy did it once, and I think naught degrees or minus one, which it is a little, bit, minus a little bit silly. But if it's one degrees. degree realistically, you should only do one minute. Some yeah. people some people like to do this alpha shit where like, like it's cold as possible and ripping no. icicles off the sides and the trim. That's just a bit of fucking... Toxic masculinity and a yeah. bit of bro stuff. You don't need it that cold. I have a fucking look at it and I think I'm not getting in that. <laughs> the other thing just to mention is you saw Lucy maybe in the intro dunk her head under the water. Do that at the end of the ice bath. Don't do it at the start. We spoke about this before. It's called the mammalian diver's reflex, which is where when human beings hold their breath and submerge in water, the face and nose become wet, which in turn causes bradycardia, apnea, and increased peripheral vascular resistance. These are three main physiologic changes and are collectively referred to as a diver's reflex. So essentially your your body won't feel a cold because you've submerged your face first. So you want to do that at the end. It's like the first time if you've ever done cold water swimming to try and get used to the sea temperature. You always dive under and duck under to get used to it straight away. So yeah, try and avoid doing that and then do it at the end. I mean, it's a bit gross. Make sure it's clean. Two ways to make it harder if it starts to become easy. One that I been implementing quite a lot is drip dry so don't use a towel straight away walk around your back garden a little bit let yourself drip dry don't use a towel the second one is move your arms around in the ice bath like we spoke about before if you don't have one of the ones with the aqua 
agitator. Agitator. Then what you can do is move your arms around because what this will do is bring the cold into your organs. Obviously, also your body naturally radiates heat. So you sit in that point and being cold cuddled up together will release a little bit of heat in that immediate vicinity. So moving your, your arms around will bring more cold into the organs. That's why sometimes when you used to see me sitting there like stone faced, like I am the fucking man. I am owning this. It's not even affecting me. As soon as I moved my arms around, I just folded like a little bitch because I was, I was freezing that cold makes again. me feel so cold. I'm, I yeah. am at the stage where I just sit in it and I occasionally pop my hands in. Mm-hmm. Should you do it? I think cost. How, how much did we pay for the ice baths? Maybe £70? 70 pounds. 75 quid. So if you did that for 30 days, anyone got quick maths? Nope. Two oh. pounds and two pounds something today. Pence That's all you're paying for it. Even if you fuck it off after thirty days, I think it's a good little challenge for yourself to do. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone benefits from it. Uh, I think the other thing is if you can sit on your ass in the cold for three minutes and get some mental and physical benefits out of it, it's a good exchange as opposed. Well, if people anyone's doing exercise and training for an hour a day already and getting minimal benefits because your training age is quite high, you can sit on your ass for three minutes and get some good benefits. is a is a pretty good exchange, I think. Alternatives, you spoke about before. Yeah, alternatives, if you live by a local lake, <laughs> a river, anywhere that you could do like a lake plunge or a cold water river plunge, which a lot of people do, but it's a little bit more faff because you've got to take your robes and everything like that. But if you live by the seaside, I know a lot of people do that. And then obviously a cold shower. And then you've got the cryotherapy, but it's quite expensive. Or snowballs. Or the snowball underpants for yeah. you guys out there. But I'm not... anyway if you try any of the alternatives or your ice bath at the moment or have any other questions and you'd like to ping them over on the youtube channel please feel free to drop them in the comments can people drop them on spotify as well carl or uh no but we can add a q a box for any questions you have for lucy and ben about ice baths so head over there if you're on spotify also hopefully we can bring like wim hoff or human on at some point and speak in more detail about them definitely this wasn't a sponsored app and i think i feel like it sounded like one but it's just i think we're really passionate about it because we've done it for quite a while and we have seen i've seen definitely mental benefits i know a lot of people do see physical and mental benefits as well but just kind of bear in mind that this was like a legitimate we do actually really enjoy it so the, the cheapest place i found them on and this is not sponsored is a is a website called gomonkmode.co.uk you can probably insert that into the description card as well mode. they are 65 pound on there and that includes a thermo lid an outdoor cover and a carry case Love that. Go Monk. Go Monk. Go Monk. Go Monk mode. That's cool. I like that name. Uh, But thanks for listening to this episode, guys. I hope that you enjoyed it and took a lot out of it. Please continue to share, subscribe to the channel because it helps us get better guests on. And please, please, if you enjoyed this episode, leave a review. Yeah, we love a little review. We like reading through them as well. I mean, don't bother leaving one of its below like four because just please. No, I'm joking. But no, we really appreciate the reviews. And as Ben said, the more you review and like and subscribe and do the whole shebang, it helps us advance the podcast, get better guests on, stay and hybrid. stay hybrid AF. Hope you enjoyed this week, guys, and we will catch you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.